This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown Raiders. Would you believe it? This is unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. And here we are kicking off hour number two of unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. We're still navigating through the waters. I think we're going to potentially have a ESPN Central Texas slash Raider Nation Radio 920 conversation coming up at 340. I think it's going to be awesome. Looking forward to this. It's going to be an experiment, though, on the air. So if anything goes wrong, it's all your fault, Damon. I'll take all the blame. I'll, I'll take all the it blame. It is all your fault. It wasn't my idea at all. It took us five number to find a number. Right. It took us five minutes to find a number right now. You ain't lying. So we're going to see how this goes. You ain't lying. It did. It's like, man, DeMond said, damn Q, you ain't even been gone a year yet, and you already forgot the phone number? And he everything. was like, yo, I ain't thinking about Texas no more. <laughs> My mom said that the other day to me. She said, you probably don't even cover. You don't even watch what Baylor does anymore, do you? And I was like, no, I was watching Baylor the other day. Why would I? <laughs> Hey, man, look, there's only so many hours in the day. Exactly. You know what I mean? I got a lot of work to do around it's, here. It's like the same way with that Monday Night Football game that was going on last night. Yeah. You know, and all, everything that's been going on. It's like, man, it's, I see the st- stats. I see the tweets. Lamar Jackson had a hell of a game. Man, Let me dog. try to watch some highlights or I'm something. I'm actually so mad because the way that that game shook out, I was at the Oyo, as you very well know, and it got to halftime, and then all of a sudden everything shook out, and, like, everything, like, my whole train of thought just dropped. Everything just dropped, and it's it's like I went into not damage control, but I'm thinking, what do I got to do? I got to get home. I got to do this. I got to post this on Twitter. We got to get this on our Facebook, which I still don't think we did, but that's another conversation. You know, there's all kind of stuff. I'm like, man, we got way too much to do. What stations are on charge of this? And boom, boom, boom. boom. I mean, that was like a four-alarm fire. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what they say? That's a fire. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, man, it was. It was. But at like 1.30 last night, I caught a rerun on NFL Network. because like, oh. Oh, the game. Let me look, let me look at a couple of passes. Hey, and a hell of a job Lamar Jackson did. What a hell of a job he did. And I said this when the Raiders hosted Baltimore Week One. I said I I, I actually feel pretty good that the Raiders are getting them Week One instead of when they start getting lathered up. And that's not taking anything away from the victory, but I just feel like Lamar is starting to really come on. And man, he did a hell of a job last night. So a shout out to Lamar Jackson and and what he was able to do to come back and, and and defeat the Colts in overtime. What a good uh, what a good game that was. Monday night football action. Uh let's go out to the Raider Nation listener line. 702-365-9200. Very patient. Gangster Raiders on the line. What's up, my man? Hey, what's happening, y'all? I just want to talk to the rest of the Raider Nation. I feel like um I'm coming out 10 pounds lighter because we had a fungus among us in John Gruden. Now the fungus has been flushed. And I remember when I was telling JT back last year, when the, one of the first few days of Raider Nation Radio, and I was telling him, I was like, J- um, John Gruden either is clueless or he's racist because during the draft, he had on the Las Vegas PD hat and shirt. I said, with all the social justice and reform stuff that's going on, he's either clueless or racist to stand with the um, racist police officers. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Put him down, put him down. Hold on. First of all, we're not going to go on the radio and talk about the police here in Las Vegas because there's a bad, there's bad apples amongst everybody. I'm not going to sit there and, and put everyone in one group and say, oh, that all that whole group is racist. I'm not going to do that. We're not going to do that. If you want to do that, that's fine, but you're not going to do it here. Like, I'm, I'm just not going to go for that. That's like saying, that's like allowing someone to say, all those black guys are bad guys. And we don't go for that, do we? 
I don't go for that. I don't go for that. So we can we can have this conversation, but we're not going to have that conversation. So go ahead. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, he didn't need patience. I'm just yeah. not gonna. I'm just not gonna do that. I'm not gonna clump one group of people into. Like there could be a bad so and so here. There could be a bad so and so here. I'm not going to say this whole group is bad because one guy is bad or two guys are bad. I'm just not going to do that. And also, it's one not of those things where you may, you can't make the leap of, oh, the racist police department. Not, where yeah, we're not going there. You just can't do that. It's it's ignorant. Yeah, and, that's, that's not. And that's, one more thing. We're not going to do that. Hey, guys, we give you this platform, yes, because we love you as Raider Nation, but don't take advantage of it. Right. Yeah, I'm just, like I said, not doing that. Not not going there. And you can say whatever you want to say about me. I'm not going there. You can say what you want to say about the coach, fine. Whatever the situation is, fine. Not going there with that situation. Not going to sit here and club a group of people that try the very best they can to protect and serve with, yes, there being some bad apples here and there. Get it. There's bad apples everywhere. But I'll be damned if someone says all you black people are all bad because I know I'm not bad. And I get offended if you put me into that group of people that you would like to say as thugs. Not that guy. I don't think DeMond's that guy. I think DeMond's a good dude. We don't take that. We wouldn't want that. Why would you want to put that on someone else? Not going to go there. Not going to do it. Next up, though, we'll talk to Charles in Kentucky. What's on your mind, Charles? What's going on? Hey, hey Q, how are you and DeMond doing? Hey, don't cut me off for this, okay? But I'm going to go ahead and say this. Uh, DeMond is the man, okay? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's get a drop on that. Don't, hold on, Charles. Say that again. Yeah, DeMond is the man, okay? So, hey. <laughs> ah, that's what I'm talking about, Charles. Oh, you that's fell, bro, you you fell for a banana <laughs> tailpipe. <laughs> hey. Hey, Q, you know what? This I know this seems bad right now for Raider Nation, but you never know. What, you, these guys, you know, you've you worked in places where you say, hey, you see the boss doing all kinds of things wrong. It might be this kind of situation. On on third and one, we might be passing the ball to Waller now. You know, our right. draft picks might get better. Everything could be better. We Raider Nation's got to put their heads up. We'll, we'll know real quick if they go in there and beat Denver. But I mean, Gruden. Let's face it. We've had all these midseason collapses. Maybe it was all on Gruden. Let's, let's just wait and see before we all throw in the towel and and say the Raider Nation's coming apart. You know, if we go in there and beat Denver's butt next week, you know what? You never know because I think I think some of the play calling in these last three games have been horrible. We've been winning in spite of Gruden's play calling, and in it, in there, that might have been half the problem. We just don't know. You know, we don't know if there's an offensive tackle Gruden didn't want to get that these guys might get. We're going to know real quick when some of these moves start making. You know, and who knows? Uh, Mayock might be really good at drafting. <laughs> you know, we're going to know all that stuff. So there, there might be a positive here because. We can't say, I mean, in all honesty, the last three years haven't been real positive. Right. I don't think, do you? No, I mean, there's definitely been highs and lows, you know, and there's been some really good highs that have been fun, and then there's been some really dark lows. So, yeah. Yeah, and, and I think the play calling could be improved, and you never, and, and like I said, honestly, have you never worked at a place where you've seen a guy doing 16 things wrong, and you're thinking, man, if I was there, I'd do this or that? <laughs> yep, been there, done that, player. <laughs> we, we all have, and it's, hopefully that's the situation. Hopefully, uh Pasachi and all these guys in the back, you know, maybe they come out and uh, we look a little better. You never know. Maybe we go to a hurry-up offense to help our line out. Right. And that, that, and I know you, as well as me and all of us, don't want to see them running the ball on third and one anymore. That stuff just ain't working right now. I mean, right. Maybe later down the road. But uh, I don't know. I was just trying to call and give a little bit of a positive swing there. I, I was a big Gruden fan, too, until, you know, until this. Right. No, no more. I'm always a Raider fan over all that. But, uh, 
anyway, I'll get off here. Uh, most of these scholars stole most of my thunder anyway. You guys take care and uh, go Raiders. There you go. There go you go, Charles. Keep calling, Thank Charles. You. Keep calling back. Now that was good stuff. That was good stuff. It was a great call right there. I did want to pass along this from uh, Cassie Soto from the Las Vegas Review Journal. She joins the show here each and every week. She said, "Source: Raiders owner Mark Davis addressed his staff this morning and expressed his frustration with the John Gruden situation, but made it clear." No one is bigger than the Shield. Davis has still not addressed the media. Gruden's replacement, Rich Basaccia, will speak tomorrow. That's from Cassie Soto, at underscore Cassie Soto on Twitter. And that goes back to uh, Charles and Kentucky's call that, yeah, he was a Gruden fan. I was too. I supported John Gruden. I'll be the first to say that. But, you know, it's just like anything else. You know, DeMond's not bigger than the radio station. Q's not bigger than the radio station. JT's not bigger than the radio station. I mean, we're just... We're not. We're players in it. We're parts of it. But you're not bigger than. You're not greater than what the product is. Because if I wasn't here today, guess what? The radio station would still go. If DeMond wasn't here, someone would be over there pressing that button. I'm not trying to make us sound like we're not anything. But it's gonna. the machine's going to keep going. Way to make a guy feel small. I'm just saying. If you go to a movie theater, <laughs> look, if a movie is playing in a movie theater and nobody's in the theater to watch it, is the movie still playing? Yeah, they still be playing. Exactly. Exactly right. You know what I was thinking about, like, because because a part of this is big game, big galaxy brain, right? Where it's just like, oh man, this just doesn't end with Gr- John Gruden. This shouldn't no. end with John Gruden. No, he's, he's not. This, this is a part of the Washington he's football not Mr. team scandal. Well, no, no, okay, okay no, but I, I mean, like, saying. I mean, like, right. how high up does it go? Well, the NFL. That, that's look, one of those things that I want to know. No, and you know what? I'm, I'm glad you said that. Uh, this is a note that I put to the side to make sure I brought up on the show, and I haven't done that yet. AJ Perez on Twitter said, "Lawyers Lisa Banks and Deborah Katz, who are representing forty former Washington football team employees call on the NFL to release more info in the aftermath of the John Gruden, Bruce Allen emails saying in quotes, our clients and the public at large deserve transparency and accountability. They went on to say in response to the email. Okay. We got it weird there. Da, 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 da. It is truly outrageous that after the NFL's 10 month long investigation involving hundreds of witnesses and 650,000 documents, Related to the longtime culture of the team, the only person to be held accountable and lose their job is the coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. If the NFL felt it appropriate to release them offensive emails from Gruden, which it obtained during its investigation into the Washington football team, it must also release the findings related to the actual target of the investigation. Our clients and the public at large deserve transparency and accountability. If not, the NFL and Roger Goodell must explain why they appear in, they appear intent on protecting the Washington football team and owner Dan Snyder at all costs. So for everyone who's up in arms and fired up, this ain't going away with exactly with just John Gruden being removed. I know it might not be what everyone wants to hear, and oh well, they're t- they're, they'll get their just due or whatever. But this ain't going away. These lawyers and everyone else ain't just like oh, okay, that's cool. You got you got one guy that's cool, no problem. Or or also these lawyers, they're saying. They ain't got nothing to do with our clients, the people that are right. that we're actually getting trying to get justice for. Right, and that like, opens up a whole nother can of worms. Yeah, it's just like okay, we don't like those lawyers. We don't care about John Gruden. Okay, good. You got rid of one bad apple, but what about our clients, the ones who are actually harmed, the ones who actually have their grievances against the Washington Football Team? Right, exactly. Seven zero two three six five nine two hundred. Let's go out to our guy Lester. What's on your mind, my man? Hey uh, guys, thanks for taking the call again. You know, a lot's on my mind, obviously. You know, like yesterday, we were talking yesterday, I called, and, you know, there was more, you know, uh, disappointing emails and, and information that came out about John Gruden, and, and that's what happened. You know, he was going to get suspended or, or resign, and he ended up resigning, and it's unfortunate, it's disappointing, and Coach Gruden, hopefully, he learns from it, 
and becomes a better person uh, because of it in the future. Um, moving on when it comes to the timing of all this is the other frustrating part of it, like you guys are just mentioning. I hope that this doesn't wind up, you know, there's 650,000, whatever they call, emails still out there. And I hope the league and Roger Goodell, does, knowing Goodell, hopefully he just doesn't use Gruden as a fall guy to right. take the hit, right? And there's a right. whole thing, right, to protect the shield. We know how they think over there at the NFL with Goodell and his cronies. So they'll do whatever it takes to try and protect the shield and the image right. and being uh, tarnished even more, correct? Correct. So, Let's hope this is the next thing I'm going to be watching about, uh, watching for when it comes to Goodell and his actions, because all those other emails need to be released as well for the last 10 years, um, uh, and maybe even any other coach that was involved, their general manager or anybody, right, that was involved. So there's a whole, uh, a whole group of things that, that is wrong about this whole, the timing of this, and, you know, just Goodell and his cronies releasing this and leaking this information at this time while the Raiders are starting to get in contention and playing, you know, at least trying to be in contention for the playoffs at a critical stage of the, of the season, right? That's another disappointing thing in this. But, uh, you know, moving forward, hopefully the, the players rally around this. Hopefully they're focused around this on the job at hand. The professionals, they take it out on their opponents each and every Sunday and stay focused and come out there and play some football and knock some heads around and have some fun. Um, regarding the future of head coach, guys, I, one guy, if Passaccia's in camp and so forth after the season, David Shaw from Stanford, I saw Vinny's article he would actually be a really good coach for the Raiders. He's a former Raider coach um, with Willie Shaw, his dad. He, mm -hmm. he has Raider roots. Right. And I think he's a very stand-up person. He knows offense. He's, he has head coaching experience at Stanford. He's got the both set of his players in Stanford. So I would think he would be a phenomenal head coach, actually. You know, even ahead of Kellen Moore's in the world, Brian DeBall, because he has Raider roots. Right. And he's African-American. And I think um, you know, he's an upstanding guy. And right. I think he would be a great uh, coach to take over this organization and hopefully work with Mike Mayock. There you um, go. Anyhow, thanks, guys. Hey, appreciate the call, and I'll say this on 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 David Shaw. I, I think he's an outstanding coach as well. Um, I've had multiple opportunities to talk to him. I think he's a hell of a guy. And I'll say this: with the style that he runs right now at Stanford, I think that the players that are on the roster right now, it wouldn't be one of those where he comes in and says, "Oh, I got to blow this thing up." I think there's a lot of great players potentially great players on that roster that he could use. So that would be – that's a good one. I like that one a lot, uh, David Shaw. We'll, we'll get into those conversations at a much later date because, well, there's plenty of time uh, before any coaching hire can be made. I'm sure Mark Davis is putting together a list. I'm sure Mike Mayock is working on a list. I'm sure there's a lot of, a lot of things going on right now at Raiders HQ. So uh, that will all happen in due time. Let's go back out to the Raider Nation listener line and let's talk to our guy, Danny. You're on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. What's on your mind, Danny? Yo, yo, man, just uh, a lot of what you guys have been talking about already, uh, the whole investigation. It would be nice to see the rest of those emails. It's crazy how they only released a few with John Gruden. I just, the whole, this whole past five days has been crazy. Like, they released a little bit on Friday and then put it in, in, in the Raiders' court and, like, okay, what you guys going to do? Like, they had Mike, they, they forced the Raiders' hand on purpose. It's like, it was all part of the plan, you know? Like, if they weren't going to do it, they were gonna, just going to dump them all. And make and then make the Raiders look bad. Like this really has nothing to do with the Raiders and all to do with John Gruden. And then the Raiders are getting all this bad press and getting blown up in the in the uh, in the media. People are questioning Mark Davis and his values now. So it's like, come on, man. Like for real. Like it's John Gruden and it's what he did and what he said and it was bad. It is what it is. But also, it, it goes a lot deeper than that. You know what I mean? And one thing that I really uh, 
thought about in all this too is like well what's up with robert Kraft? what happened with the whole happy ending massage parlor like he was on that list like what happened to him you know what i'm saying right like we just forgot about that let's just brush it under the rug he didn't get no discipline what about and then they're taking john gruden out of the ring of honor what about warren Sapp? he's in there what about him you know what i mean right Uh, thank you for the call danny we got to take a break i'll say this uh regarding the what about craft and what about sap what about ism is, isn't going to get you anywhere I, that's what i've learned in life you know i i get it you know there's a lot of times you could say well what about this guy he's doing wrong what about this guy he did wrong again i'll refer back to to my experience with the uh, the whole baylor and their whole sexual assaults one of the things that drove me absolutely crazy was when fans called and said well look what they're doing at ut look what they're doing in florida look at the seminoles look at smu it's going on on every campus across co- It's not about every campus across college. Yes. Right now, it's about you. You can never get out of anything. There's nothing I've ever done in my life and said, well, what about him? If I get in trouble, I get in trouble. What about him is always later. And, and again, I'm not, not getting on you, Danny. I'm just saying that I've never, ever Because we know. I've seen a couple. Of, we haven't gotten to him yet, but I've right. seen so many texts. At least a couple, not so many. But, oh, Dr. Dre's performing at the halftime show. Right. This ain't about Dr. Dre. Right. That whataboutism doesn't apply to this. Right. I mean, and, and I'm glad you brought that up. Everyone's saying, well, look at the performance at halftime. Dre, Eminem, Snoop. All their lyrics are worse than everything that John Gruden said. You're right. You're right. But they're not talking about Dre and Snoop and Eminem and Kendrick. And Mary J. Blige. Hell, there's R&B art, uh, uh, lyrics that you could say are, are worse than what John Gruden said. I know. I was a hip-hop DJ. Still got the hip-hop roots. Old school stuff, though, because that new stuff is garbage. Just saying. Come on, man. I gave you a little credit today. I mean, <laughs> my real life, where my social just at? Where my social just at? What I'm going to do now, huh? Right? What, what I'm going to do, do now? <laughs> Tell them why you mad, son. <laughs> 319 is the time. Thank you, Danny, for the call. Lester, appreciate you as well. When we come back, Tom Flores, high school football coach of the week recipient, Fred Belenikoff Jr., Coronado head football coach. He'll join the show to talk about the award and Coronado's victory and a little bit more. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. One of my favorite times of the week each and every week is when I get to talk to the Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the Week. And this week, it's even extra special, in my opinion. This week, Coronado Head Football Coach Fred Belitnikoff Jr. gets the gets the nod. And uh, Coach, congratulations on being named the Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the Week. And more importantly, your team came up with a tough-fought 25-21 victory over Shadow Ridge Friday night. You know, I appreciate it. I appreciate being recognized. And, you know, like I say, you know, I'm just a small piece of the puzzle over there at Coronado and I have so many people to thank. So many people are part of this. It's it's just uh for I'm fortunate to be part of it all. So yeah, it's uh quite an honor for our whole for our whole program. No doubt. No doubt. And I mean, I think it's just so fitting and so cool that we're talking about a, a Hall of Fame coach in Tom Flores. And then we're talking about a Hall of Famer son and Fred Belitnikoff getting this <laughs> award. I mean, how cool is that? <laughs> oh, it's dynamite. You know, Mr. Flores, I've known him since I was a young, young kid. And uh, what a great guy he is and has a great family. And what a great football coach Tom is. And, uh, you know, it's, it's it's about time he got in. So, Happy that the Hall made the right move and got Mr. Flores in, in that gold jacket. 
Yeah, me too. It was really <laughs> cool. It was great to see. It was great to be at Canton, Ohio, and just see him get that recognition. Uh, as, like you said, it's been a long time coming. So uh, you get the nod. You get the Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the Week honor. Uh, again, more importantly, your your program gets recognized for a, a tough-fought victory. And you had to deal with a lot of adversity, you know, down by 11 points at one time. You battled back. You had to deal with the lights clicking out for a few minutes. I mean, what did you, what did you learn about your team when, when they had to deal with this adversity but found a way to come out on the right side of things? Well, you know, anytime you look up at the scoreboard, I don't care what level you're at, and, the, and you see 21-7 and you're losing, you know, it's, uh, it brings on a couple of concerns. But I think we have the character. We've built the character this offseason in our program. And, uh, you know, these kids are just going to stick it out for all four quarters, and they did a great job of that. And we beat an excellent football team in Shadow Ridge. They came up with a with a 5-1 and one record. And, you know, what a good program Travis Foster's running over at Shadow Ridge. And I wanted to ask you, because there was no high school football in 2020. Everyone was dealing with COVID-19. How anxious was was your team to get into the offseason program, get ready to get into some fall football, and, and just get back to something that they didn't get uh, in 2020? You know, I think in 2020, if you ask any coach in the Valley, I think that was our year. We had a very, <laughs> <laughs> we had a very good group of seniors, and, you know, we had a lot of underclassmen on that program that were just, you know, waiting their turn and it never came in, in 2020. So everybody was chomping at the bit this year and we were scheduled. Uh, our first game was supposed to be against basic high school on August 27th. And, and that was canceled due to COVID. And so, you know, we had a buy the first week we had our second week, you know, it was canceled because of COVID. So, you know, these kids have been chomping at the bit for a while. And, um, you know, we have, we have two more to go this year in the regular season and, and it's nice to see the gleam in their eyes, and you'd think it's week one right now. Right, exactly. Talking right now with Coronado head football coach Fred Belitnikoff Jr. here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. And, you know, you mentioned you mentioned some league play, and that's what you're in right now, and you're undefeated in league play, and I always break up the high school football season, as I know you do as well. Uh, the preseason is non-conference, the regular season is conference, and then you got the postseason. So uh, how huge is it for you to be able to come up with these victories in league play when it really matters? You know, I think it sets you up in position. You know, somebody that's in, in 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 the position that we're at, where we haven't had a bye week. Our bye week was back in August. Um, so you know, you find yourself in position where you've got to play eight or nine games in a row just to get through the regular season. So when you get into league play and you have an opportunity to win your division and earn a bye week in the first round of the playoffs. You know, somebody that's gone, you know, eight or nine weeks playing in a row, you know, you're really, really trying to get that bye week because, you know, your student athletes need it. They need that break. And uh, and uh, if everything goes well the next two weeks, I think we're going to earn that spot. Yeah, well, that's that's what you want to do. As I mentioned, man, the regular season is so important, and you, you play the preseason, a.k.a. the non-cons, to prepare yourself for that that regular season. And, and right now you're doing a, a really good job. Your team's doing a really good job. And uh, you're on the road. You're on the road this week. You take on Spring Valley. What kind of challenges do the Grizzlies present? You know, everybody's hungry this time of the year because everybody's fighting to get a good spot in the playoffs. And, um, you know, Spring Valley, you know, they, they, have, they have a good football team, and you know, I know they're going to look to take us out. You know, there was a time when, you know, we were the ones chasing, you know, the bullseye. And now all of a sudden we wake up today and we really feel like we have the bullseye on our back. So, uh, you know, kind of kind of defending that and, and, and keeping it going is, uh, I think it's going to be, 
you know, I mean, they're all going to be good games, but I think our guys are already up for the task. You these know, kids are these kids are hungry. Right, right. Well, and that's and that's the beauty of it, and, and that's why high school football is so great because you know that these uh, these young men out there playing are so hungry, and and they're doing it not for money, but they're doing it for the love, they're doing it for the community. And I always say that high school football coaches are so much more than just coaches, more than just X's and O's. I mean, mentors, father figures at times, teachers. I mean, there's so many things that that go along with that title of a high school football coach. What does that mean to you to to, to wear that title? You know, I've been coaching football a long time, and I coached junior college in California for about 15 years. So, you know, at that level, there's some different challenges, and, and you're dealing with a different student-athlete. But, you know, at this level, you really have a, a true a true chance to instill lifelong skills with kids, whether that's commitment, whether it's, you know, dedication, you know, being part of a team that, you know, we all have to be part of when we get in the workforce someday, you know, we really try to emphasize with our kids, you know, we, we want good family kids. We want kids that, you know, we're going to groom to be good fathers someday, you know, while you're living under your parents' house, you better be a good son to your parents. Um, you know, and then obviously the most important thing is, is the, the academics of everything, right. you know, because without you know, without going to school and taking care of your grades, you know, none of this is going to happen for you. And and so, you know, we just we just keep trying to do the right thing with these kids, you know, and it doesn't uh, our way isn't the only way and it might not be the best way, but, you know. Hell, it's the Nato way, and things are working out for us right now. Right. No, exactly. And, again, I give so much respect to, to high school football coaches because I know exactly how much, you know, you mean to, to the young men and women that are playing the sport, how much you mean to the community. Just, It's really just special. It's a special fraternity. And uh, we do definitely commend you guys for everything that you do on the daily, the grind of being a high school football coach. And, like I said, everything that goes along with that. And, and uh, you know, Coach, obviously you're very familiar with the Raiders organization. You're the recipient of the Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the the Week Award, and, and could potentially be the the uh, you know the the Coach of the Year Award as well. But uh, how important is it that the Raiders are here in this Las Vegas community, and they're they're being as active and as as, as big of a presence as they are? You know, I think the Raiders, growing up with the Raiders, they've always been like that, you know, and I think that's, a, you know, a tribute to the Davis family and what they want their organization to be like out in the community. And, you know, you get great players that work for a good organization and they love getting out there. And obviously the behind the scenes people that are doing stuff for PR and public relations and community relations with within the organization who do so much to get everything going and get it off the ground. And um, I just think it's terrific for Las Vegas. It's it's great for Henderson. It's great for the whole area, you know, to have, you know, the Golden Knights and now the Raiders here and and the Aces here. And it's really uh, it's really a good thing for the youth out here. And I know that those professionals, when they're getting out there talking to these kids, um, hopefully these kids are listening because, uh, you know, most of those people know what they're talking about and they know the right path to to get down the road through athletics and uh you know, it should be an exciting time down here for everybody. It really should be, and uh, I'm excited to be here. Uh, you know, I'm actually, it's funny, I actually live in the Coronado School District, so, uh, you know, hats off to <laughs> Coronado. You right, guys, there you go. You know, you guys are doing your thing. I definitely appreciate it, and, uh, you know, it's just been fun being a part of this community for myself as well. And what kind of conversations do you have with your team, or, or do they not really talk too much uh, even about the Raiders, or are they just more kind of focused on what they're doing? You know, all these kids, you know, not only the Raiders, but, you know, all the all the NFL teams, you know, these kids, these 
the NFL players, you know, there's such idols to, to kids and they're so influential, you know, to, to young student athletes, you know, that, uh, you know, you just hope they're sending a good message out there and everybody with the organization that's come on out and are talking to the kids, you know, that they're talking the right thing to these kids and they're talking their language and the kids can kind of understand it. You know, it's one of those things that our coaching staff and myself, we can preach something to these kids all week long and the kids can roll their eyes and they can mm-hmm. think we're full of it and all that kind of stuff. But you know, when you get one of the athletes, one of the professional athletes, one of the Raiders coming out and talking to them, Oh, now the light bulb goes on. And so it's, it's funny when uh, you get in a situation, you know, where, where you can tell your kids, so you guys have heard that before, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. But you know, it's just, it's just like everything else, you know, parents can tell a kid something and then the kids don't listen to it. And then all of a sudden when a coach is reiterating the same thing, you know, the light bulb goes on a little bit. So, you know, we're, we're all fortunate to have the Raiders here and, uh, and, uh, Mr. Davis is, uh, obviously a, a close family friend and we love him to death and, we're just happy they're here. Yeah, a- absolutely. I know I know that you are, and, and I know that the community is as well, and just excited about everything that they're doing. And uh, like I said before, when we started this whole thing, I'm excited about what you guys are, are doing as well at Coronado, and you guys are putting together yeah. a heck of a season, and I know your team is excited to keep on going. So, uh, Coach, uh, again, thank you so much for your time. Congratulations on, on the award. But, again, congratulations on, on the success of the team, and, and, and good luck this Friday night. Right. I appreciate that. And again, I'd like to reiterate that, you know, I'm a small piece of it. You know, I'm so grateful for the coaches that I have on our staff to get to work with these young men. I'm so grateful for the kids that are putting it all on the line, grinding every single week in the classroom and and dealing with their social lives and coming out to football practice. I'm just grateful to be surrounded by such good people. And I appreciate that. Absolutely. There he goes right there. Coronado head football coach Freddie Belitnikoff Jr. Joining us here on Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. The recipient of the Week 8 Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the Week Award. Many thanks to Coach. We definitely appreciate him. We'll come on back. This is Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Many thanks to Fred Belenikoff Jr., Coronado head football coach, joined us in the last segment. Tom Flores, High School Football Coach of the Week Award. It's always fun to catch up with high school football coaches, especially one that's got the Raider ties like Freddie Belitnikoff Jr. does. So many thanks to him. Got a couple minutes before we attempt to connect with ESPN Central Texas. Again, I say attempt. Matt Mosley, who likes to talk. I don't know how much time. We might not have enough time for Matt. <laughs> Matt's a guy, as you'll see, Damon. He likes to talk. You have to cut him off. <laughs> how thick is the accent? That's what I'm, that's what I'm really worried ah, about. Not, Are they going to be able to understand him? Yeah, you'll understand him. You'll understand him. Uh, let's, go out to, let's go out to the Raider Nation listener line. Talk to our guy, Mark in New Jersey. What's on your mind, my man? How you doing, Q? Chilling, man. Chilling. Awesome. Hey, man. Uh, yeah, Gruden. I mean, I was a big fan of Gruden. I mean, I'd hate to see the guy, you know, go through what he's going through and his family. He really had a lot of passion for the Raiders. But, you know, in any workplace that you work, zero tolerance. And, you know, you can't you can't do that kind of stuff. So, you know, he had to go, unfortunately. And, you know, hopefully uh, he gets back on his feet at some point. But uh, I think moving forward for the team, uh, I think, you know, we, we've got to, you know, uh, stand up, um, huddle up, and rally up. 
And uh, I really think that's what, you know, some of these veterans need to do. And uh, we can't let this bring us down. we got to get this team, you know, back going um, and just have that mentality right now. Derek Carr needs to, you know, be um, a veteran right now and take this team and, and put his put it on his back and uh, get this team going and you know in the right direction because you know we can't we can't allow this to uh, just sink us. I, I know you know adversity hits and uh, you got to tackle adversity when it comes and I know it's gonna... right. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Definitely appreciate you. And yeah, I mean that's that's what everyone's interested to see. You know that's how we started off the show talking about you know how's this team gonna react? Are they gonna you know are they gonna rally together? Is Derek Carr gonna be able to lead the troops and 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 get them going? Is Rich Versace gonna be able to lead the troops? That's what we'll find out, and we'll get to talk to Rich Basaccia tomorrow. I actually found out that uh, the media session has been moved to about 1.15, so I won't be able to be there. <laughs> I said I was going to be there no matter what. I won't. There's just no, matter no what, you. There's just no way I'll make it back unless I do the show from the house. There's just no way I'll make it back on time. Yeah, we can so, make it work. Yeah, well, we'll see. Uh, we'll go out, let's go out. To, I talked about Texas. Let's go out to San Antonio, Texas real quick. Talk to my guy, Peg Leg Raider. What's on your mind, my man? Hey, Q. How you doing? Good, man. How you doing? Chilling, chilling. Hey, the dude from the 916 is now in the 210. I, I love how you brought the, the Texas football vibes um, to the show and out to Vegas. It's, it's one of the things they do out here just right. Right. Um, but, hey, first of all, thank you for just uh, the radio station, the platform. Um, it's, it's been a rough weekend. It's been a rough couple of days. Um, and just having a forum, having a space where it's just us is, is something special with something unique that we didn't have before. Um, so appreciate that. But also you asked at the beginning of the show um, about the players and, and what they might be going through. And I'll say if what you and Vinny were telling us in preseason um, is true and that they're like a real tight knit bunch, kind of like what Josh Jacobs was saying, everybody with a C on their chest should be getting together right now today to figure out collectively within the locker room their way forward, um, having those conversations amongst themselves and then taking it back to their specific, uh, their rooms um, and their sides of the ball and just saying, hey, we've got to go out there for us and, and uh, keep it rolling. What's your thoughts on that? Right, no doubt, no doubt. And that, that's what my expectations are, really, to be honest with you. I appreciate the calls as well. I do expect him to go out there and lead the troops. Uh, I think Josh Jacobs is a hell of a leader. I really do. Anytime you talk to him, he just sounds like he's so mature. And he did that coming into the league. He sounded like he was mature. Obviously, he's had a lot of adversity in his life. But he just sounds like he's matured so much in his short time in the league and that he's one of the big dog leaders on that team. Him, Derek Carr, Max Crosby, Unique Ngakwe, even though he hasn't been on the squad very long, he still has that leadership quality. I think guys like that can actually make some things happen. For this team and with Rich Basaccia, who uh, is a leader of men as well, even though he's never been a head coach, just having the opportunity to go out there and lead these guys. Again, it's a long 12 games at least. They got at least 12 games. They'll see what they can do. So uh, there you go. Man, speaking of Texas, the Astros just won and they're going to the ALCS. <laughs> Man, you know what? Why are you so angry? Sometimes good things happen to bad people. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you so angry? I don't want to see these cheaters win. Okay, all right. Are you know, we... with, oh, all right, Jose Altuve. You know, he's short, holding down for the short people. I respect that. But you know, all right. Are all... we gonna go to our? Are, are we gonna? Are we gonna go to our guys real quick? Yeah, yeah. yeah we gonna. We got it. We yeah, come on, Q. This is we got him or no? I was feeling. I was vamping. All right. Do we got him now? Yeah, we got him. All right. Matt's there. Is Matt there? Oh man, you ain't even got him. See, look, you up there talking about you. You there. You got him, and then you ain't got I him. was just talking to him, Q. I was filling time. They said, hey, we're coming out of a break. Give us like a minute. Okay. So now I got to say it over the air. <laughs> <laughs> so are they back from break? 
No. Oh, Lord. Here we go. So sorry, you got to talk to me no. for another 30 seconds. I don't. I could pass on the, I could pass on a text message. Got plenty of text messages. Uh, how about you going to read one? Yeah, I was reading. I was trying to I want to find a good one. Uh, how about this one from Kevin? I've heard a lot of people talk about emotions today, mad, pissed, disappointed, etc. Honestly, I'm just sad. Born in 94 since I've been alive, the Raiders are uh, 177 to 247. Some of the only good years I've seen uh, beca- been because of Gruden. So it's sad that this happened, but everyone's saying that this is cancel culture. Get out of here. If you think Al would have stood for this, you're crazy. He needed to go, and the greatness of the Raiders is in their future. Again, that's from Kevin. <laughs> Matt, have, what's up, Matt? Have, uh, oh, my goodness. I, we've somehow cued this up. Uh, Q, it's great to have you. It's great to be on your radio station, the the um, your old Central Texas audience was very excited <laughs> to hear that they were going to get to talk to you, and it, it's too bad that it takes something wild like this Gruden thing. I promise this won't be the only time we have you on, but uh, uh, first of all, man, it's fun. I'm back in the afternoons. Nice. Boy, you're, it, we're exactly the same time period. Right, I, exactly. That's how we roll, Matt. That's how we roll. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's exactly how you do it. Now, the breaking news, by the way, and I'm sure this has just been just enormous. It's all you're talking about there in Raiders Lane. I thought about you immediately. Q, your initial reaction, I guess probably when you saw the New York Times article come out, um, I bet you thought, okay, he's done. Like, there's no way he survives this. Was that your immediate take on it, and then you were just waiting for waiting for the news to come out almost? Yeah, pretty much, man. When that, when that New York Times news came out and I saw the initial tweet, I even quote tweeted and said, hey, if this, is, if this is in fact true, because we hadn't seen any emails, if this is in fact true, there's no way he can get out of this. There's, no, there's only one way this ends, and, well, it eventually happened. I actually thought he was going to get fired. He resigned, so there's that, but... Yeah, man. Once those once those reports came out, it was a wrap. It was a done deal. Yeah, and it used to be, Q, I mean, with emails and text, we kind of thought, oh, this is private. Nothing can happen here. But mm-hmm. listen, I mean, it, it's, it, I think it's a good reminder for a lot of us. Uh, you know, first of all, hopefully you're not saying things like that or making derogatory-type jokes or, or whatever. But uh, that whole saying about what you do in the dark can come out in the light, boy, this is a... Uh, this is about as true a, a test of that as you will ever find. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. That's uh, something that I've been talking to a couple other uh, buddies before I went on the air today about that exact same thing that, you know, this has all come out. And, look, this didn't even come out because Gruden was under investigation. This came out because the Washington football team, good old Daniel Snyder and company, was under investigation. And then all of a sudden Gruden gets caught up in the crosshairs. But, again, like you said, man, in the light or in the dark, it, it'll come to the light at some point, and it did. Yeah, and, and i got to get your, your thoughts on, because Gruden, and you and I have talked about this, he, he, it's not like the fan base was, I mean, they, they, they got off to a good start this year, and so you're like, okay, maybe he's about to do this. Um, is the, are the, the Raiders nation, is it, are they in a state of shock over this? Um, obviously, the Raiders have not been as good as, as you had hoped, and others have hoped that have, have followed the Raiders and their fans. But man, this was kind of getting excited this year. Carr was playing well. What what is the what is the overall state? Do you think 
of Raiders fans? Is it still almost in shock at this moment? I think there's a little shock. I think to some people, I'm not going to lie, taking calls today where some people are excited that he's gone because he wasn't, you know, in their opinion, performing the way that he, that he should be. I think that this team is a good team. What I've seen in training camp, what I've seen early in the season, they have talent on the team, and I felt like they were heading in the right direction. But as you mentioned, two-game losing streak, so they had to figure out exactly how to get back on that horse and ride it. It hasn't been uh, what they wanted and what anyone's wanted the last couple of weeks, and now it comes to a head. So my question, you know, uh, Rich Basaccia, you know him very well, takes over as the interim head coach now. He's going to lead the charge. Are the players going to rally behind him, or is this going to break them for the rest of the season because it's still early in the year? Well, he's part of that old Marinelli uh, grew, you know, the, all those folks that were together. Dungy was involved in that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's always wanted this opportunity. I, I, I do think he's a pretty good leader. I think he's a guy that could uh, could rally everybody together. And, and you know, golly, I, I think back to some of the Raiders stuff they've been through. You remember Cable was one of those guys at first you thought, maybe, maybe Cable will be able to to do something there and kind of bring everybody together. But I, I remember, like, he punched somebody. I can't even remember who it was. But yeah. it was just like, and you, I'm sure you did a million pie. That might have been pre-podcast world. <laughs> yeah. You were probably doing all kinds of stuff on that. You you never know with that organization. I'll just say this. I, I do know Versace, and, and, I, and I do like him, and I, ha, and I have respect for him. And, and what he reminds me of is an old Dallas Cowboys uh, special teams guy. And, and Bisaccio was with the Cowboys uh, for, for a time. But Joe Avizano, yeah, you remember the name? Yep. You remember yep. Coach Joe? Yeah, he, he was, was awesome. In the 90s, and he was out playing the guitar, and he was an interesting, fascinating character. I'm not saying Bisaccio is going to go play. You know, he's going to be in Vegas putting on shows or anything. <laughs> but, I, but, but I think he – I do think there is something to him. And, 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 I, and I think he's – I think he's always I mean obviously he didn't want it to happen in this way, but uh I don't think he'll embarrass anybody. I, I, I think he'll pull this thing together and uh I'll tell you who he reminds me of a little bit. Is a, is my late great friend Sperano. Oh yeah. He's got, that, he's got a little bit of that. Sperano was a coach. Was, he was a coach for the yeah, Raiders. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was with the Raiders there for a little mm-hmm. while and I think coached the O line. Yep. And, uh, and, and and maybe when Dennis Allen was there, you know, he, he right. kind of hung around there for a little while. Mm-hmm. And then we lost him tragically when he was with the Vikings, I believe it was. Yep. But uh, they, he's got some of that. Uh, so, man, I, and, and I'm just wondering, um, this will be interesting. And I, and I guess the thought there is that Gruden will never, you saw the news, I'm sure, that came across that the Buccaneers have already, he will no longer can, uh be a member of the Buccaneers Ring of Honor. Yeah. I mean, he's been tossed right out of the Ring of Honor. Right. I mean, I, 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 there's a lot to be said on oh, what's going on. But, but again, the, the, I'm glad, uh, Q, and, man, you've had to live with weird stuff. I mean, even when you're on this radio station, some interesting stuff happened. Um, you, you, we, I, I am kind of glad we live in a time where it, it's not just kind of passed off as, oh, that's some loose talk. Or that's some core, you know, it, it's kind of like, no, sorry, buddy. I know you thought you were doing it in private, but it's not private anymore, right. and you're done. Right. And, uh, and and I think a lot of people today are not only cleaning up their emails, but hopefully cleaning up their acts. Right. And, no, that's that's uh, most and, important. And, yeah. That is, yeah, that, that's most important, man. And it's it's been it's been crazy. And, and, look, I mean, you cover the Cowboys, obviously, but you also, you know, cover the NFL as well, and you know what's going on. One of the biggest questions that's been said, and I know that there's a, 
there's a you know the lawyers out there right now saying, hey, we want full transparency, and that remind me of my Baylor days, right? Full transparency. How much did we have to hear that when we were talking about Baylor? But they want to hear about the emails that are on there that aren't just the John Gruden emails. How about the rest of the six hundred fifty thousand? What are you what are your thinking? What are your thoughts about that? About what's going on with those? Well. I, I, my thoughts are that the Washington football team, uh, you know, Snyder is a sleazy guy, and but they don't want to toss him out on his ear. You know, like what happened to the uh, the Clippers uh, owner and Donald Sterling and all that stuff that happened. They don't want to do that with uh, uh, with, with Snyder, and, and he's owned it for a long time. And I know he's kind of a despicable guy in some ways. So I think you're right. I think uh, I think those do need to be made transparent. But I do think this was a case of the NFL saying, oh, this guy turned his torpedoes uh, and was saying all this horrible stuff about, uh, uh, about Goodell. Mm-hmm. So we're going to leak this. Right. You're right. Yep. I mean, now that makes you go, well, what else was on here? And I bet there were other coaches and other people mm-hmm. saying things. And, um, hey, listen, it's not the first time the Washington football team has messed things up, you know, for everybody. And, and, and not that Gruden doesn't deserve to be out, but, I mean, Bruce Allen has been a problem, you know, with their with them since he came back to that organization. So um, it, it's all uh, a lot needs to happen, and uh, it's it's crazy. I wish we had more time. Man, I it know was fun. <laughs> it was fun doing this, and let's look for. Oh, you just hung up on him. You just hung up on him. That's on me. <laughs> You just hung up on him. That's on me. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's on me. That's cold game. How'd you that, hang up that, on that's him? A, that's, a, that's very unfortunate. Oh, man. All right. Well, thanks, Total Matt, accident. for having oh, me on. Oh, man. <laughs> I can't believe you hung up on Matt. The sincerest of apologies. All right. Well, I'll have to text him later. The, the sincerest. Well, it's over now. We're wasting time. Well, I, well, hey, man. Accountability. Vinny Bonsignor <laughs> in the huddle. He's coming up 4 to 6 p.m. Can't believe you hung up on Matt. Saw your tweet. Per NFL source regarding emails they have outside the scope of Raiders John Gruden, based on the material that we have reviewed, we haven't identified anything that needed to be reported to club or league leadership. Also, we have released no emails during this process. Vinny, your thoughts? Well, um, let's start with the uh, the latter. Um, that's just semantics. Those emails didn't just end up in the hands of the Wall Street Journal or um, the New York Times. So while the NFL hasn't officially released um, the information that's technically true. Someone got a hold of it from the the uh, Wall Street Journal and the, and the New York Times. But I'll also say this for people that are wondering why they haven't um, released all of the information. You got to understand there's legal legalities here. All right, when you do an investigation, which the Washington Football Team did, you hire lawyers to do that. What does that do? That that gives you protection under the client um, lawyer privilege. Privilege. Yeah. Okay. So that's why no one's obligated or is obligated to release all of the information because it's privileged information. Now, people are going to start soliciting to try to legally uh, <laughs> maneuver around that. They already are. They're yeah. already trying to uh, say, in get order it to out get there. in in order to uh, get all those emails and all the information, frankly, uh, out of this investigation released, um, you know, to to at least the lawyer, you know, other lawyers, right. public, whatever the case might be. We'll see where that legal. Uh, but that's why. If you're wondering, well, why don't they just release you know, the information? A, they don't want to, and for obvious reasons, and B, 
legally they don't have to yet, but somebody will challenge that, I can assure you. No doubt. And again, when that when I started seeing words like full transparency mm-hmm. and stuff like that, that's when it just I mean I just immediately flashed back to the whole scandal yeah. that happened in Baylor. Right. Because that's all I heard for the longest was transparency, right. transparency, transparency. Right. But there is, you know, that it's why you have lawyers, it's why you have legal recourse, it's why you have protection. Sometimes it works for without a doubt. Right. Uh, sometimes it's used as a shield to protect information getting out there that people, frankly, don't want to get out there. So it's right. a double-edged sword. Uh, but that's what the NFL and that's what the Washington football team uh, is going to, uh, quote-unquote, hide behind, I guess, is the, the best way to, to describe it. Uh, and until somebody can figure out a legal path in order for that to get out, um, that's the way it's going to be. But I would not rule out somebody creating that legal path. No, no doubt. I definitely think that there, we're going to hear a lot more about this before we don't. So, uh, yeah, just stay tuned and buckle up. Vinny Bonsignor is coming up next. I did want to say uh, Raider Homer hit us up on Twitter. I want to see what was said about Cap. I'm not going to lie. I do, too. Vinny Bonsignor, Lincoln Kennedy coming up in the huddle next here on Raider Nation Radio 920. The number one ranked Georgia Bulldogs host the 11th ranked Kentucky Wildcats. Which team will remain unbeaten after this contest? Find out by listening to all the NCAA gridiron action Saturday at noon on Raider Nation.